0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get
1: ready to rumble! <laughs> Stars and stripes of the class! Let's go, Bob! See you in the show! Oh, you can- is tingling! Victory! Good work,
2: soldier! Ugh. Welcome to Comic Box Rumble! So this is the podcast dedicated to comic books, pop culture, talking, you know, Giving away free stuff, essentially. Not free stuff for us, but free stuff for you. Our wonderful, beautiful listen. I'm Kofi Smiles back once again. I'm a co host. Jackie, I'll gouge your eyes out, Milson.
1: Thanks.
2: <laughs> and Tom, don't step on my damn toes don't step on my damn toes. A- 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 tish- h- close enough, a- close h- enough. enough. I don't quite get where's the, don't step on my damn toes sort of thing, but yeah. I'm, I'm making this that. a thing now. Like nicknames. A weekly nickname. And I'm gonna tr- I might try and I think next time I should associate them more with, like, the topic that we're doing. Yeah, like, yeah. you scruffy nerf. Yeah, <laughs> like, You scruffy-ner. Yeah. Aitchison. It's, it's a stupid
1: name, I Aitchison. know. I,
2: everyone hates it. Aitchison. I've, ri- I've even written it phonet- phonetically and I still can't read it. God
0: bless my wife Aitchison. for taking on that name because she had a nice, simple Thompson it's before true. she had an
2: Aitchison. You empathise because a lot of people don't can't pronounce my surname properly, so yeah. it's like... Yeah. you get. I, that's why I, I stress and get overtly worked up when I'm like, I don't want to get this person's name wrong because... I know what it's like when people get your name wrong, but never mind. Um, but yeah, I'm going to make it thing, nicknames, and you can come up with some for me. As I say, we have to think of one for you now. You kind of got away with it this I know, week. I know. Next, next week though, next time, next time. Okay. Um, so how's everybody? How's everybody Good. Good, 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 thanks, good. Yeah. Good, good, good Christmas. Yeah, Christmas has been all right. It's a season, isn't it? It's a di- well, I say it's a, they say it's a Christmas season, but essentially it's a season of stress and then a day and then that's it, it's done. Yeah, we're in yeah. that awkward in-between Christmas, New Year kind of Period. And no one really knows what to do with themselves, do they? No. no. So Nobody we're recording the really... podcast instead. Yeah, I you know what day it is. Yeah. I think that's a perfect solution of what to do during this time. Definitely. Um, so, it's, it has been a quiet time in the news, but has anybody got anything they want to really talk about?
0: Well, I know we've not announced what we'll talk about today, but I figured I might as well go straight in for it, that um, the latest Star Wars film has very much split the community.
2: Split the world in half. Yes.
0: Um, with... Last time I checked, 45,000 people signed a petition striking this film to be from Star Wars canon, which in my opinion then thinks that 45,000 people can't see Episode Nine because I cannot see why, you would not wanna, why you'd not want want this erased from Star Wars mythology.
2: I kind of think that this film has done so much more for the Star Wars, sort of like, than a history, knowledge, fellowship, than a lot of, than some of the other films in the past that's yeah, just yeah. me yeah. yeah I think it's it's done a lot more for Star Wars and what Star Wars means like especially things to be the Jedi and everything than the likes of a rogue one or something that's just me though yeah,
3: yeah. No, no yeah no definitely yeah I just don't get I don't get what they're hoping to achieve from it it's, Disney would never never ever like strike it from canon I think that's a no it's, I know it's
2: more of a statement saying that they don't like it but because that would be like admitting failure wouldn't it and yeah, Disney aren't about failure. Well, They're the fact, about money. Yeah. well,
0: the thing is though, they've obviously before the film came out, they've already said to Ryan Johnson, right, we're going to give you your own trilogy mm. outside of the the normal Skywalker canon, mm. which is gladly accepted. So obviously they must have tested the films with audiences and they've accepted it and loved it. It's just obviously the worldwide public are just fickle. But like we said last week. People can write things their own way and make it better, can't mm. they? The, the fans, the viewers are always right. The listeners are always right.
2: We demand... Well, we have demands, and we demand that people meet them even though they can't read our minds or know what we want. So no. we we'll just voice it on the internet instead. I mean,
3: a lot of people are Star Wars fans. A lot of people have different wants and desires from the the films. So, of course, some people are not going to be happy with what happens, especially fans who have maybe been really attached to the extended mm. universe. Like... Oh, a lot of
0: people kicked off with that when They said the extended universe is now
3: like wiped God. off.
0: It's no longer canon. It's now called the Star Wars Legacy. Mm.
3: But can you imagine trying to make new films when there's hundreds of novels and tie-ins and no. stuff? You just can't do it.
2: So they mm. had to get rid of that. And I think a lot of people were just hoping they'd get
3: more of that in these films than
2: they are getting. Can I, I'm just going to throw join my news onto your news, Tom, because it links in with what you said about the petition. What you mentioned about the petition, I just want to have a look at Toxic Fandom. Oof. Around Star Wars itself and like there's obviously that phrase where that phrase that phrase that people say, um, the one thing that ruins Star Wars is Star Wars fans. And I think that is certainly the case because the being um and forgive me, the act, the actor who plays Rose, um, on her Wikipedia page people have like made alterations and put loads of racist stuff on it, um, because of her how she was in the film and how they didn't like her and um I think this ruins the future of how kind of big companies like Disney might decide to make films like this because there was such a bold move. It was so different in The Last Jedi. Like the language of Star Wars had been changed. No lightsabers coming at the very end of it and, you know, not having to explain the likes of who Snoke was or answering things that were left unanswered that were kind of set up in the False Awakens. It just gave us something new. And I think that's, it's it's hard to find that in Hollywood. It's hard, hard to find that in cinema these days. And if you've got so many people being vocal and crying out about it, if the, Disney might be like, oh, we don't want to risk kind of trying to bring a different element of storytelling to it and just play it safe like they did with False Awakens, but.
0: I don't get that because Rose I thought was a great character yeah. and for her it doesn't matter what entity she played or anything like that, she was just a great little, a new character, you had to introduce new characters in the film sort of mm. thing, and so she was a great character. And you say about people altering the Wikipedia page sort of thing and putting race things on there. I remember when John Ogden was announced as being part of the film, was mm. being a Stormtrooper. There was massive backlash on that yeah, scene. Yeah. Saying, oh, you can't have a black person playing a Stormtrooper. Yeah. Well, well, why not? It's just it's just a character at the end of the day. The whole fact about Star Wars is you don't have race or creed because it's a multi-planetary mm. galaxy set far, far away. Why does it matter who plays what? And yeah, I just uh, i mean, I just—I uh, don't quite understand how people then kind of go down that kind of route. And to me, they're not fans because at the end of the day, it's the right actor slash actress to play the role, plays the role, and that's it. And
2: you've got people now, and I bet it's the same people who were saying that George Lucas should never make a film after those other prequels, and say, you know, Star Wars isn't safe out of anyone else's hands, bring George Lucas back. But George Lucas, he, he, he was all over The Last Jedi. And when he said that, the Force Awakens what was it was a was a was a retro film it was just a rehash. We yeah. love this. Even JJ J. Abrams said um he said to uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson.
3: Yeah, I think he it, spell it right It is Is Ryan but it's he said right, Ryan. You know, um,
2: right, yeah. He said that I wish I was making that film. Um and I hope that I'm taking that as in like JJ J. Abrams will now go on and be like okay. Ryan Johnson has laid down the groundwork. Yeah, I'm. I can now go out and take episode th- Well, episode nine into another direction as well.
3: I don't think the toxicity within the fandom is anything to do with the film. I think these people would be toxic towards the, the most perfect film yeah. you put out. I think it's the type of people. Yeah, and I think they're always going to be angry, always going to be toxic,
2: always going to be cruel about these properties. And because they have so much time to come up with fan theories and think, oh, this should wrap up like this. I want this to end up like that. When it doesn't. You you get all this noise. Yeah, yeah. There's,
3: there's an entitlement to some fans, they? and they believe mm-hmm. they're
2: entitled to what they think should happen. And when it doesn't happen, they get upset. There's a very interesting podcast. Um, hey, fam! It's by uh, um, and they look at pop culture, films, and stuff like that. Um, but they did one on Star Wars, and they were talking about how they were like the first podcast on iTunes to actually have a review of the Last Jedi because it came out in Australia, where they had like this weird sort of twenty-hour window of. <laughs> having been able to see the film first and um they were like it was weird that they were kind of striving to be the first but anytime they do a review of something it's not like it should have been this it should have been that it was what i thought about it it was proper clinical analysis and it was they brought up a very interesting question where you've got um critics film reviewers going out to see these films and then within an hour and then within an hour within an hour, a review of these movies are up where, saying, it should have done this, it should have been that, this was wrong, that was wrong, when it's a piece of art, doesn't it change the more times you view it, you look at it, you appreciate it, it takes time to be, it takes time for someone to be able to break, break it down and just digest it. Are we getting the review process wrong? Because that's what I think, is why, even though cr- cr- critics love this movie, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. I don't know.
3: Um, I think there's a, I can't remember the name of the um, reviewer, but there was a famous film critic who said, when you, leave a th- when you leave a cinema after seeing a film, wait two blocks, walk two blocks before you talk about it, let it soak in, and I think you need to apply that same sort of mentality to reviewing a film, like, reviewing films in articles and podcasts, like, stop a minute, think about it, and really gather your thoughts instead of just going, just instead of just hashing out the first mm. things which come to your mind, because some of the first things that come to your mind might not actually be problems within the film. If you think about it, you might realise that it was a logical thing they did, mm. It was it meant more to the film, when you rush opinions out, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's right.
0: Mm. I think fanboys and some of the worst things what can happen in modern day films. Prime example is the mess that was Spider Man Three. Okay. Because Sam Raimi had his idea set out yeah. for like, a, he was looking beyond Spider Man Three. He was looking like four and things like that. Mm. All the fanboys saying, "We want Venom. We want Venom." put Venom in shoehorn last minute that was the studio wasn't it yeah Yeah. and because they were just wondering what people want to hear and it was rubbish like he didn't have any place in there it was done wrong if you're going to do Venom in a Spider-Man film you do one film with him as the black suit Spider-Man end the film with him removing the black suit and then leave as like a post credit sequence Mm. Eddie Brock coming along and taking it, but they didn't they rushed it onto one film it just didn't work mm. out and it was an absolute yeah three different villains in that film it just didn't work out mm. because that's what fan they say that's what fanboyism is that how you plan yeah they, that, it now. yeah yeah <laughs> that, that, that's how they wanted it and i think now you have got to look at some directors who are going to say no just because you want that way doesn't mean it's the right way because mm. you're the you can kind of say some people say like that silent minority but the the silent I'll say like the most vocal people the nows are now, is the keyboard warriors mm they typing away writing emails like online posts saying we want this in the film we want that in the film but the,
2: the fanboys board maybe we class ourselves in that because we're sat here on a Saturday night talking about this sort of stuff um, that they are well we make up such a tiny percentage of the actual cinema going public yeah. but you're right you know but we're the ones that will go out and write essays about it online and you know People don't say nice things online. No one can think, no,
3: no, no one goes out and writes a, a praising review or something. No one goes, you know what, I really enjoy that. I'm going to tell people. No, they wait until they've got a bad thought about something and then they yeah. go shout about the yeah. bad thought. And
2: you think about most people, you see a, a, a screening of something like The Last Jedi or Spider Man or, you know, any Black Panther, whatever. Most people there will see it because it looks like a cool movie. They're going to go and see it, Oh, it's come out, text it, you say, oh, that was a cool movie, talk to the, whoever they went with, and they might tell their friends to go and watch it. And that's as far as it goes. But for guys like us, like I know some of us will go on YouTube, well, I'm speaking for myself here. I'll be on YouTube watching um, reviews or things you missed. And the, uh, I think maybe a third of the podcasts that I listen to will be talking about not just movies, but specifically comic book and pop culture things and talking about, you know, their thoughts or opinions. And it's like, it goes further. Yeah. It ta- you t- it goes further than the cinema, further than chatting with your mates for a lot of them. And it, yeah. sometimes it just...
0: I look up things like Easter eggs you may have missed from. Yeah. And such just because like... It'd be interesting to see, like, oh, I didn't see that, or I didn't think of things in that kind of way, just because you look... Some people just go to the cinema because they want to be entertained for two, two and a half hours. That's it. See the film, entertain, great mm. stuff, they'll leave it. Whereas I like to... Because I'm so heavily invested in a film like this, I mean, I was more apprehensive about seeing The Last Jedi than was The Force Awakens. Right. Like, The Force Awakens, like, oh, I'm excited. It's a new Star Wars film since... You could kind of say it was a new Star Wars film since Revenge of the Sith, but yeah. really it's a new film since Return of the Jedi because it's flowing in from that. Yeah, Saw that, really enjoyed it. It was a rehash of a new hope, but I think most people admit that. But you knew that going into this kind of thing, you've now established a new universe. What they're gonna do with that. And within the first two minutes, I was like, Well, this is completely different. Mm. I mean, like, obviously, spoiler, things like that, but the fact is you've got this whole thing of like Poe Dameron having a conversation with General Hooks mm. and just absolutely taking the piss throughout the entire thing. It's like, Well, I wasn't expecting that in the first two minutes of a mm. film sort of thing. And it just like for the rest of the film, I was apprehensive, and wondering what to make of it, left it, thought it was awesome, thought, right, I'm going to go see this again. Sorry, again, not having that apprehension about it thinking, no, this is absolutely... With that part of it being an absolutely beautiful piece of cinema, because it just absolutely looks absolutely gorgeous, it just took things in a new level, which is what you wanted. Hmm. If I wanted to see a carbon copy of the original trilogy, I'll just watch, watch the same the trilogy film. again. I want something different. Mm-hmm
3: that's the thing to remember regardless of what you think of this film is it hasn't changed the previous films right. if you still want to go and watch a new herb you can still go and watch a new herb and mm-hmm. we'll soon get the original new herb, so you will be able to watch that but like it doesn't <laughs> change what's previously happened it's only trying to move things forward and if you don't like it you still might like it after the next one because they might change it all again let's like, yeah. say
2: just like you don't like it then do one well
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the other option is
2: to... Jack um... What news have you got?
3: I'm going to throw the news back towards comic books. Cool. Um, just before Christmas, we had the March Stations come out and Marvel cancelled a load of the books. Um, Generation yeah, X. Spoiler alert. Generation X is gone? Yes. Already? Gwenpool, Luke Cage, Iceman, Hawkeye, America, She-Hulk. Captain
2: America. Mr. Um, America. Oh, uh, my American Travis is amazing.
3: Um, other books which were cancelled just before them were Guardians of the Galaxy, Jean Grey, Royals. Which Guardians of the Galaxy one? Um Doobins? Is
0: that, Is that the Kitty? Oh. Well,
2: the, 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 right? the one that Kitty's in charge. The one that Kitty's in charge, because
0: uh, I don't know what happened to Star-Lord. He disappeared, didn't he? Yeah, he got stuck on Earth. Oh no. Because Hare and Star-Lord had a romantic thing in yeah. the Secret Wars, didn't they?
3: And they've also cancelled US Avengers and Uncanny Avengers.
2: Wow, that's a... Uncanny Avengers, really?
3: Yeah. I mean, why? Are these just temporary? Are they going to get relaunched? But some of these were in- <laughs> included in Legacy, so... If you were gonna cancel it you'd cancelled it before like. Were they Jean Grey because they brought back original Jean Grey?
0: Potentially, and yeah. Young
2: Jean Grey, she just died, didn't she? She got, sh- she, got sure. she got evaporated, she got disintegrated ready. by um Phoenix. But or something
3: there's a couple of books in that list, Luke Cage and Hawkeye, which I thought Luke Cage was really reportedly popular. have been are selling better than some of the books which are still around. Right. So well, is
2: this, this is the solo Luke Cage, isn't it? Yes, Not it's Power the Man solo I Luke thing. Cage book. The Power Man yeah. faced is there. Uh, that's David Walker's on that book, isn't it? Yeah. That's really interesting artwork on that one. Though, it's isn't? cool, <laughs> isn't it? He's <laughs> yeah. is fantastic. And
3: what is noticeable about these books is the amount of diversity within these books. For well, the Hawkeye, that's the Katie Bishop Hawkeye, yeah. isn't it?
2: Which...
0: I've not read any of that. I've been waiting to get a big... Because I've got the original... The other Hawkeye previous to that with the Clint Barton, which was awesome. Mate,
2: you guys can have a chat about
0: that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I've not got any of this and I was going to wait like until all this again come out of the collector sort of edition sort of things to go with that one. But I'm very surprised by that.
2: Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, it did... I was saying, what is the linking factor? So Wow. Well, US Avengers was kind of like new Avengers, wasn't
3: it? Yeah. Way? Yeah. And I mean... Like the Avengers books might just come back as a, a relabeled Avengers books afterwards. Like Al Ewing has been writing Avengers books for like five years now under yeah. different titles and guises. Mm, he's brilliant. So books like that might come back, but
0: there is a lot of Avengers titles out there, though. You've also got A Force as well to an extent, and then um, obviously Normal Avengers. Um, I can't remember. There's a couple of other ones in
2: there as well. Oh god, man, that yeah, you're right. It's all it's all very diverse. Why did, did And if they are selling them, what's going on?
3: Yep, I, um, I don't know the answer. I just thought I'd uh, throw it out there and.
2: My guess is if the c- canceling come to May uh, to
0: March, sorry, they're gonna unleash a load of new tie-ins for Avengers Infinity
3: to have it all tied into that. Yeah, yeah, that, I, that's all I can imagine. Is it's the maybe relaunching some of them? I mean, some of these books were getting good reviews as well. I mean, Hawkeye was getting good reviews. Uh, yeah, Hawkeye Hawkeye's had good reviews for ages.
0: Um, Luke Cage, I'm not reading of it, but I've heard nothing but good things about Luke Cage. Yeah. Gwen, Paul, yeah, I know that's sort a of nothing character really, just introduces a bit of a, a kind of capitalise on the Deadpool, Gwen, kind of, uh, two popular characters in the, at the now, kind of combine the two together. No, no, just... When like a real-life character set in the 616 universe or
1: something? <laughs> yeah.
2: That's a bit.
3: So it's just a bit of a downer, I think. We've uh, lost some diversity in our comics.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. They'll be back in somewhere, or form I think we Tom, can you, hurt. We can hurt. You mentioned it last 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 time, Tom, that um, no one's ever really gone. No, nah, no one dies in comics. What was It was
0: a famous saying, no one's ever dead in comics apart from Bucky Barnes, Jason Todd yeah. and Uncle Ben. <laughs> and, even then, and then that's now been disproved <laughs> because Uncle Ben's now the only one who's still dead.
2: Well, they they brought... Well,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm not I suppose go, Gwen Stacy's birthed still dead in an extent. She just kind of came back in an alternative universe, wasn't it? But,
2: and there was an Uncle Ben in the um, Spider-Verse as well. Spider-Verse, yeah, there. wasn't In there. the, the bunker. bunker. That yeah. was cool. I love that um all right okay so today's topic is um we're gonna be looking at star wars now i have no idea what uh my co-hosts are gonna be throwing at us um but it, this is this world is massive i'm very excited to kind of divulge into it so basically i'm gonna be putting our argument forward about who what where what sort of run what reiteration of anything in the Star Wars universe deserves to go into our comic box, rumble box, into our comic box. So uh, we need to do our classic... How did we do it last time? Who goes first? You just went first because you came up with the idea. So. Um, so what I, do we do? I
3: think before we get started, I think you need to tell them on what you've just been playing with. Well,
2: well, I was going to say, because <laughs> we, uh, we do have a timer here because we want to try and keep the reports down between 10 and 15 minutes. Now, I have this Death Star timer. That That's the... Uh, that's the lovely noise it makes when it goes off. Uh, I, I, and kills millions and millions of, millions millions of people. people. It's got a nice glow in uh, the 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 light and it's green. I thought it should be in red, but no no no. it was green. It was green. was green it should have be been red. Maybe I'm I'm thinking of um Star, Star Killer base. base was red, yeah. I know, mate, look at me. I'm um, all over that. I know, I'm all over that. I'm all over False Awakens. Um, good friend of mine, uh, Gareth Thomas, got it for me as part of a birthday present. Now, being vegan, I don't eat eggs. So I was like, I need to find some sort of <laughs> usage out of this. So what I do, I actually, because uh, the max time on here you can twist it to is an hour. So I sit on my desk when I'm doing work and while the um, while the death starts ticking, I keep working. So that means that if I'm, if I'm working, I'm not allowed to look at my phone, no social media. I, I just focus on it. So every time it goes off, I get like a little five, ten minute break and then come back to my work. Which is cool. weird that I need yeah. a Death Star egg timer to keep <laughs> me on track to do my work. But yeah, that's what I've been using. But I brought it brought it with me today and we're going to use it to keep us on track. Um, So I don't know how you want to do it unless... I think, it, like... I think we need to throw it to Tom. Tom seems to be our Star Wars yeah. expert.
3: Star Wars is my is my forte. I mean, obviously,
0: <laughs> I know it's called Comic Rumble, but my first my report is on the film, so straight away, episode number two. I'm not talking about comics at all, so kind of going a bit out the window just but, then.
2: Have, we don't necessarily... It doesn't have to be about comics, no. though, does it? Because we, we said it, we're going to discuss comic books and comic book things like, and I think it, a lot of things fall into this pop culture, um, this pop culture bucket, well, this pop culture box, and it's basically, you know, anything you can link, you can link it to the books if you like. I think we'll figure out, we've got some rules, but we're very loose with the rules, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, yeah. but no, sorry, Tom. Cut, cut, right. cut, are we, are we?
0: Are we doing, are we starting, am I doing my instruction and then setting the timer, or are we going to go straight in with a timer? You can do
2: your introduction, and then I'll set the <coughs> timer. I think the max yeah. time is 15 minutes. It doesn't yeah. have to be, but... Um, well,
0: I'm going to ask a question, though, first of all, because I, I, I am under the assumption that I'm the oldest one here, so obviously, because I'm 33 years old. Okay. Um, ask the question, first of all, Watching Star Wars for the first time, you two, was it original or special edition?
3: I believe it was I believe it was original. I've got two older brothers, um, who were both like in their forties. So I believe we had some original VHSs. The ones I watched the most were the special editions. Special edition, yeah, the VHSs, which came with a interview at the beginning. Mm. Yeah, that's the that's the versions I. Yeah.
2: I watched the most. Were they so? Which ones were they? Were they the original? They're then? special editions, I think. Because I remember, the, yeah, they're the interviews before, yeah. yeah. I remember getting the. I, I watched it at my friend's Adam's house for the first time. When I think I was about six, seven. First kid, I'm, first time I met him, it was a it was a son of one of my parents' friends, and he said, "Have you ever seen Star Wars?" I said, no, he put it on, and I was just blown away, and we watched all three of them I was like mum I have to stay home because we I have to stay over because we want to watch this thing I think it was the original ones because I remember when I was getting later movies they had that advert for oh Star Wars is being released with extra bits you know with a bit where Han Solo steps on Jabba's foot and you know they've changed the musician Mm -hmm. and then he said this is the last time they're going to be available on VHS and then they're gone remember that advert that used to that advert so i'm not sure it might have been the originals on like, video like, I'm not like sure. for
0: me for my age like 94 was when the original trilogy was last released as a home well as a home vhs release yeah. that was 94 and and i was really like that was like a big year for me because i saw them and um, that's what got me into the whole pop culture that and also watching jurassic park which came out in 93 was just like that just blew my mind watching things like that mm. it kind of got linked in with that so so yes yeah, so it kind of like it had that kind of original trilogy sort of thing saw how it should have been so i was kind of of glad that i saw well tied into what my report is going to be about watching the real trilogy at least i'm always glad that i saw that first of all and Mm -hmm. that's to me that's the importance of this so i mean i'll start now if you want to start the you sure yeah yeah we're good good for it so obviously 1997 the special edition came out the cinema I was obviously uber excited because, like I say, for the past three years, I'd worn out my three copies of the VHS of the original trilogy. Excited because now I get to see these at at the cinema on the big screen. Obviously, they do a whole big marketing push. Now, this is kind of... Internet was still very much in its absolute infancy just then. So nobody knew what was happening with the prequels just then i was kind of like got my knowledge from reading star wars magazine which came out like bi-monthly so it wasn't the most up-to-date of thing so kind of knowing like who was being cast like rumors going around that like you mcgregor might have been a young obi-wan kenobi and things like that and then like liam neil says an unknown role sort of thing as a jedi so everyone was kind of up in the air so not knowing what's going to happen but obviously special editions were coming out added extras into it all cleaned up everyone was kind of uber excited now obviously Everyone might not know about this, but obviously, Lucasfilm also incorporates three other major companies in there with it THX, Skywalker Sounds, Industrial Light, and Magic, which, in the terms of the movie industry, are three powerhouses, sort of thing which comes into film. So, you kind of know that most films this day and age kind of rely on each one, at least one of those companies to kind of right. produce such a great a great thing. Um, so, obviously, so what they did was kind of like looking at the main positives when these films came out. Each films to be digitally cleaned up, crisper. The best thing what kind of came out of it was the Battle of Hoth just looked so much better as a digital release because mm-hmm. if you look at the original trilogy, it's set in space, you can kinda of hide like kind of like the wires from, you know, ships and things like that quite easily, whereas Battle of Hoth was a lot harder to do. It looked great back then, but with a digital cleanup sort of thing, it just looks so much brighter, shinier. Kinda of touch you could buy then you can kinda of like touch up the special effects on it, things like that. Yeah. So it came out great. Um and then, obviously, the sound across the whole thing just looked, sounded so much better, especially like a Dolby, kind of that, kind of that point, kind of ultra like, you know, 5.1 surround sound, like a cinema, just sounded so much good. I mean, granted, this is me watching real charity on, like, a small portable TV with two tiny speakers all <laughs> the time. So it didn't really look as good as what it should have been. Yeah. Um, and like I say, it also generates a lot of excitement as well, because it'd been, obviously, they came out in 97, 20 years since A New Hope came out. You're talking 16... Um, well, 16 years, oh, sorry, 17 years, sorry, no, sorry, not, not, not even that, it would have been three, 14 years since, since the Supercelled came out, so, I mean, 14 years do not seem that long, but when you're a, um, at that age, I would have been a 13-year-old kid, so it was like a year after, born a year after Jedi came out. It seemed like a, it was literally a lifetime ago since the last <laughs> film came out. So I could kind of see these. Um, even looking at things like the Battle of Yavin, it kind of replaced like these puppet ships or things, like you know, full-on CGI ships where you could see the pilot's head moving around. You see the droids moving, like you've seen R2 or mm. any other astronaut with droids kind of looking around. It just looks so much better. Um, and even looking at Cloud City in the original Empire, Looked a bit claustrophobic, tied in. But mm. then, like, kind of open it up more, put windows in there. Had that real good scene of like the um, of the at of the pod pilot, pod ship, kind of drying in there, sort of thing, looking around this big open plan city. Whereas in the original Empire, it just looked a bit. It was a stereotypical nineteen eighty set sort of thing, right. kind of closed in things like that. So it had a lot of things about that. However, though, there was a lot of scenes in there though, which I think didn't bring anything to the film. Or just didn't improve on it, or maybe even like you know, worst it, you know, kind of worsened it as well. I think they kind of, if it was just like a digitally remastered, tied it all up, so I think it would have been great. But I think they introduced scenes in there, which in my opinion either didn't bring anything to it or kind of lessened the films to an extent. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk through my top seven. It was originally top five, but there's a couple of extra scenes that I thought <laughs> had to be added in there to um, what I may have lessen the Star Wars trilogy. kind of same way some people didn't like the prequel sort of things things in there which, did, which didn't do anything to it maybe he here that hampered it especially like the sort of age generation of kids these days will only see the special editions they will see the original trilogy yeah. to to the beauty of what it was
2: because didn't they haven't they didn't the original films decompose or something like that? Or they... that that was one of the reasons
0: why I had to clean it all up because the, the, the reels were that badly decomposed I had to literally go through frame by frame and tie them otherwise would have been lost forever right so, so that, I think that was what the original plan was. And I thought, well, let's just, to make more money, let's whack an extra scene yeah, hero here yeah. or something.
2: And they won't go back to the original series, will they? And, and they, they won't re-release the original ones. They just want to be like, right, special edition is the is the, is, the, is now the new default. Yeah.
3: I think maybe once Disney have completed the purchase, because um, Fox currently own the actual distribution rights to a new Hurt. Yeah. And I think once Disney get all of it back in-house, They'll be foolish to not release an untouched mm-hmm. version. There's so much cash potential there. And that's if, what I think. Yeah, Steelbox. All that. Oh, steel Disney box, know what yeah. to do. They know how to make money. So I yeah. think we'll we'll see an original. Release. I think people
0: don't realize like Empire and general are probably like two of the biggest independent films of all time because they mm-hmm. were just just done through Lucasfilm, whereas 20th Century Fox like released them sort of thing. Having said that, when it comes to the latest films, I do miss the 20th Century Fox fanfare at the start of oh, the films. Because it just goes quiet into Lucasfilm, thinking, "No, you need oh, that." Oh shit, yeah. Freaking I just think out. it. Mis- I just think it misses it. I don't know why. It's like it don't bring anything to the film, but you just think you have to hear that, like that last bit. A bit of free advertising. <laughs> I know, but that's just what it comes into <laughs> it. Um, a couple of honourable mentions are Hayden Christian being entered into um Return of the Jedi. As,
2: is that is this a uh, yeah this yeah yeah, yeah. And yeah. also the redone
0: is the force ghost, yes. And also the re the re recording of the Emperor's hologram speech in Empire, just because they were brought in the DVD release right. and not the special edition. So I can't really add them to this list, Okay. I, but I did think them two were just right. pointless. Yeah, and yeah. also, they also removed Sebastian Shaw's eyebrows from the *Return of the Jedi* because they thought <laughs> he's been bur- he's been burnt <laughs> alive. He therefore can't have eyebrows anymore. Eyebrows. My, my, my friend's are Daniel Dennett for bringing that out and for mentioning that to me that just is, before I started talking about this. Brilliant. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So
2: that's such a good fact. I love that. Yeah.
0: And it's just random. Yeah. There was another really random which I'm going to pick. So it was like one imperial officer has his like lapels on the wrong side. So oh. when the DVD released, they digitally removed them from that. Side left hand side mm. to the right, just to be Like no one ever noticed that ever, but they like yeah, That'd be immaculate. Yeah, right. So number seven is Jabba in a New Hope. Okay, it's not a bad scene. It's quite enjoyable. It was also kind of like one of the scenes to kind of put in there to kind of advertise. It's like you know we're releasing the Star Wars trilogy. We're introducing these new things. It's like a nice established like Jabba character who everyone loved to hate in in Jedi. Mm. They kind of put him in here. And you got the whole scene, like, you know, him interacting with Hans Solo sort of thing, which was obviously everything was already recorded with a, with a human stand-in for the first, for the first have film. You,
3: have you seen the untouched footage? Yeah. Because um, Jabba was an originally, like, a humanoid character. Yeah. And he's, like, he's a bit of a cockney gangster, in it? Yeah. And
2: like, no, I've never seen this uh, yeah. yeah.
0: And even wow. Han says, Jabba, you're a wonderful human being. He's
3: not
1: human, <laughs> he's a hook. he's <laughs> a big
0: slug. slug. And there's even the scene where he walks round him and had to, like, dish you yeah. and move him to st- step up. And own. that
2: looks so weird, doesn't it? It yeah. looks like someone's done some, like, Bad Photoshop and yeah. recorded it on screen, aren't they? Because he just like hops up and yeah. then he's that. it would been easy to just redub it and have him as one of Jabba's like
3: mercenaries mm, yeah. or something like that.
0: I mean, even again, like even the DVD release, they kind of changed the look of Jabba because it was a bit too cartoony in the special edition to make him look a bit more like he did in Jedi. Mm. I mean, it's not a bad scene; it was quite good. It also generated a lot of interest because they're having like this new, new Star Wars film sort of thing, like you know, putting established characters into that. I just don't think it it, it doesn't bring anything to the the, um, film because it was cut for a reason because he says exactly the same thing, what Greedo says earlier on in the canteen. So not a bad scene. It just doesn't do anything to it, really. So that's why I put that as my number seven. Mm -hmm. Uh, My number six is when the Death Stars and Order explode, they put this ring, what just explodes with it. I just don't get why they'd put that. On there as like a bit I've put down here. Insert Johnny Cash, ring a fight here. Oh, right. Right? If like, you wanna... Yeah, I know what you
2: I mean when and the, it's uh, in the first in a new hub. Yeah, and yeah, you... that explosive sort of. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I know we're talking about space opera here with light speed and talking things like that, but and they're kind of looking like you know the scientific facts of a big space station or planet exploding. I just don't see what the point is of putting a ring just explode around there to show that something's exploding.
2: We can see it's 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 (laughs) exploding.
0: It's kind of like thinking, we've got these special effects, what should we do? Let's put that on there, just kind of prove what we can do. So, no,
2: the fact that a huge Death Star was there, now it's not there, exactly. Yeah, we need more explosion types, put it in, yeah.
0: (laughs) Now this one I have I've spoken to one or two people about like this one that have disagreement with this one, but I do find it I do I do not like this one. The removal of the uh, I've put down here the "nub nub" song at the end of Jedi.
2: Oh, so I've heard. Uh, is that they changed the track? They changed the track, yeah, to like something a bit more like. It's not, as up, some, yeah. it's not
0: as upbeat. Oh, like in the first know. it goes, num, num, da, 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 da. It, like, I'm not going to go through the thing. Please continue, But, but it, just, it just sound like Ewok singing along sort of thing to this whole thing. And it's really upbeat sort of thing. You've kind of got like Luke, like, you know, coming back with Leia sort of thing mm. and like, you know, hugging hand. Lander kind of touching bass sort of thing. Like, you know, everyone else gets it's this real nice upbeat song. Yeah. And you've got the scene like it's like a xylophone and they've got an Ewok there playing along the yeah. helmets of like the stormtroopers yeah, and the okay. scout troopers. And it just fits in so much well. And then they get rid of that with some like real downbeat, like you uh, know, like you know, duh, like you know, just like it just doesn't yeah, sound it just right. Yeah, uh. it just, yeah, just takes away the mood. It just doesn't, it just doesn't sound right. I don't know. Like, it just, to me, it was just like it should be like nice, nice upbeat celebration kind yeah. of thing. I'm like you know, we just defeated the alien empire. Why are we going to be somber? I know, obviously, people have died, something, but why, yeah. why be somber about it, sort of thing? I just. It just felt so much better and to be on like a planet filled with like tiny cuddly teddy bear sort of things they wouldn't go somewhere they'd go like all happy cheery kind of So you'd,
2: you'd go for more like David Guetta as opposed to and less Adele sort of thing in this situation Yeah so that's <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> a, a weird thing. How long think I won't like go that Guetta's <laughs> there on been the t walker
0: Yeah maybe, maybe the next thing you have Skullex there on top of <laughs> <It's> an, <laughs> an AT&T i anyway. yeah, No, no. Uh, I never thought about it that way but yeah I yeah I don't know what other people think. That was the thing which kind of said that some people thought that that track didn't seem applicable for the end of Jedi, but I don't know. That's just my opinion. I thought it was just, I shouldn't have got rid of that. Um, number four was, this is my only thing for Empire because Empire was the best else from anywhere and didn't require really any alterations whatsoever. Um, even the Wampa, having a CGI Wampa there, I don't think really yeah. did take things out of place. I think the puppy wasn't really the best. I do love puppeting. Puppet amputation, but I don't think the per puppet was the best in general right. in Empire. But I think it was kind of good having introduced that there. The only thing I've kind of added was Luke screaming after he drops down into the Cloud City because in the original, obviously after he drops, f- he, he, he he lets go after Vader obviously reveals I'm your father. We can yeah. rule together as father and son. Luke yeah. goes no, and then looks down and then Vader goes join and then goes let's go. And the original he just silence. He kind of goes down there. When the specialist and then it introduced a scream to him, thinking, "Well, Luke's just sac is just chosen sacrifice, he's chosen more or less death yeah. over joining his joining the dark side." I wouldn't think then he'd be screaming, thinking, "Oh my god, what have I done right yeah. now?" Screaming sort of thing. It's not, down.
2: it's not like a, it's not the Wilhelm Wilhelm scream, is
0: it? <laughs> no, it sounds very. I, I, well, my nurse down there, it sounds like something what should have been in a wiley Coyote cartoon. <laughs> it just sounds like something like him
3: falling off a, a cliff. Like you say, it changes the reading of the scene. Though. Like exactly, mm-hmm. like you say, if it was Luke. Choosing to not join the dark side, he wouldn't scream. But if he's like, if it's more of a fall, he's screaming. It's a totally different reading <laughs> of yeah. the situation.
0: I don't sound like Mark Hamill either. It just sounds like yeah. some generic stock footage they've got there. Like I say, that's why I think it sounds like Kawhi Wally Carter film. Like it's just like tried catching Roadrunners fall. now before the boulder falls <laughs> on his head. <laughs> it's just yeah. It just doesn't. It just doesn't sound right. Sort of thing. I just uh, I just don't uh, think it just had a pride and place. I think in that kind of okay. in that atmosphere in that situation. Nice. um Number three, Greedo shooting first. No, he didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 don't need nagging at all. No, Han shot for. Han shot for. Okay. Even George Lucas says, Han shot for. No, he didn't.
0: <laughs> no, no. Oh, Han's not a cold... Yeah, Han is a cold-faced killer. Right. He is. Before he joined be the Rebel Irons, yeah.
2: So, Gre- no. Brilliant.
0: Yeah. Um, number two, Mo- the entrance of Mos Eisley when Luke comes in on speeder. I just think the original one, it just looks so much better. It looked like... It's kind of like 1970s style, like puppetry, or something. It looks like a dark, dank, dirty kind of mm. city, sort of thing. Same with like you wouldn't like take Blade Runner from 1980 and like make that all look nice and clean and shattered, sort of thing. And I just think with the special edition, just kind of they added more to it. They put like a bloody Ronto just walking across half the scene half the time, so you mm. can't see what's going on. Right. And then putting the drillbacks in, and putting like these droids, which just look clearly look CGI, sort of thing. Whereas if it was like, look, puppetry and machines, it would just look so much better. I just think it just kind of just sport the whole like kind of thing of going into a more
2: really. And one of the beautiful things about Star Wars is the fact that it's taken us to new worlds, new galaxies. Yeah. You want to see that. You want to see the type of people that inhabit it. You want to see their day to day. Why would you want to put a CGI for King? One thing but, I
0: don't get is there's like there's like a, a wolf
2: like a, an alien was like a wolfman sort of thing mm. in the original one. Is that the one the, in the jacket? It looks like Michael Jackson in Thriller. Is it yeah, the does, yeah. And I, every time I saw it as a kid, I was like. Why does that look so familiar? And it looks like Michael Jackson in that thriller video where he's the actual werewolf and not the zombie. And like, he's got Michael's jacket on. Michael lives on.
0: (laughs) But then they remove him in the special edition, replace him with like lizard-like. What's the point of replacing (laughs) one random alien with another random CGI-looking alien? What just doesn't make any sense whatsoever? It's like they're just random aliens there. Why get rid of one? What looks perfectly okay doesn't bring any like storyline to it whatsoever. Why replace it with a frog-looking one, which looks? (laughs) Awful CGI can. It just to me just didn't make any sense of replacing one random alien with another random alien in in a in a bar What is just filled with random aliens. It just I don't know. It just didn't make any sense to me. Perfect. That's all. Uh and the last one, I don't know if I am going to the last one so i go through it all day. If there's any I don't know, this is just me going for like my old old sod like kind of Perspective sort of thing, but I've got a number one here which I absolutely hate. Okay, I don't know if I've if you two think of anything. But it comp, like I say, that's why I asked you before. And did you watch the original ones? Especially this versions? is
2: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Okay, I'm curious okay. okay.
0: Number it. one is a lot of people don't know what it's called. I'm going to now say the Jedi Rock song. Do you know what I mean when I say that? No, no. That is the musical number from Jabba's Palace in Return of the Jedi. Is I oh, no, no,
2: I'm thinking of the... no, nicely, no, That's most Eisley. That's most Eisley. They introduced it with this <gasps> oh, CGI Yoda. With, the, with, the long, with, with long lips. And she's it, like... We got da, 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 nice. Da, 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 yeah. they, they
0: introduced a full musical... And it do not like last like... It's like a full like two, three minute long musical number. Which is out of place completely yeah. with the entire I thing. I must have
3: watched the originals because it took me years to actually see the CGI version. And I, it must have been like five years ago. something. I was like... What's
1: going
2: on? Yeah, yeah, it's,
3: it's, it's crap. It's and like and they've got like I, I, the other as
0: you go because I can't remember his name. Um, he's called uh, what have I got written down here? he's user called Joch J- just because 'cause I'm assuming because he goes Yawzer in the and then you got Snaesnuler who was in the original one, which is like the long with the long nose sort of thing, and the female singing the lips, singer, yeah, the lips yeah. yeah, and that looks kind of and then they replace her with like some like CGI thing. It's just out of place, and then it kind of then leads onto this poor circuit slave girl getting into the live by a rancor. It's kind of like because she starts like fighting, fighting Jabba's during the whole thing, and it just, it just out of place. You don't need a full musical number in a Star Wars film like that. Yeah. The song's crap. It, the CGI just looks crap. This like little random Yuzum guy just coming along, singing along, sort of thing. And then like, the you like the song with like hair pulling the chains gets Jabba trying to get mm-hmm. free. Yeah, it was a... weird, isn't it? Yeah. And the good thing about it was they actually got the original, girl, the original dancer girl. Oh, oh,
2: that's, it. oh. oh. oh that's it. That's it. Um, that was good that man that was really really good but you got all of them through, I got, right? yeah. got all of them in.
0: I didn't get my conclusion in there but I got my I got the full at
2: least I got number one in there you got right? all I of it and you got two bonus ones in as well yeah. but uh, I know what you mean I think I d- the first ones I saw because I only ever used to watch at my friend Adam's house until I finally got the box out in VHS which were the special edition ones because it was in the gold like, the, the, it's so it's I got TV. the gold the gold,
3: box, the gold ones yeah. then man were in like a dark black and green case it might have just been the widescreen releases mm. of the original they might have done that, yeah
0: I got, because
3: like, I don't remember a lot of the CG from them versions. I remember mm, watching yeah. the CGI stuff later and being like. Especially do you do it, do it has, like those interviews more.
0: beforehand, sort of thing, saying yeah. what they've done, but, like before they watched the film, you saw kind of what happened. I mean, I'd always seen them on the, the cinema before the. These before interviews
3: the were um, a critic and just George Lucas. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Rick Bateman, who like became like George Lucas, like, you know, second in uh, man, like second in command of like, right. you know, Lucas film sort of thing, mm. and, like, who like kind of produced all the, the prequels kind of things. But it was just. Yeah, that was that, great. That it, was really good.
3: I've seen a few outtakes. I wish was in the films. Like that. That's what I was going to lead on to. What um, I would I put into it. There's some um, scenes of Wedge and Luke on Tatooine, which yeah. really add really add worth to Wedge because n- not many people actually know who Wedge is. And I, I, I'm, I'm best...
0: going to be that guy though. It's actually Biggs who's in there, not Wedge. Oh, is it Biggs? Sorry, yeah. he's one that's when he like gets killed at, okay. when he gets killed before, Apologies. and like Luke kind of has like a bit, of, and they kind of insert like a scene of him before they go yeah. and saying they kinda of like reminisce sort of thing. But it was like a full like half an hour long sequence yeah. of like Luke being a teenager on tattooing. And the one scene which I wish they never showed was like he looks up and sees the the battle between the Star Destroyer and the Rebel blockade runner, like up in the skies, which I thought would have been looked that's one thing I loved about sort of um The Last Jedi was when the um, Carrie Fisher's daughter. I can't remember what the character is called in the film. But she looks up and she sees these shores just appearing out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's just look. Just, like, the fact you've never ever seen that from a ground perspective, just look mm. up and just see these massive
2: warships. <laughs> <laughs> I just, love how they look. They're, looking, they're yeah.
3: really yeah. good scenes, and like I think they were too windy or something. That's why they didn't use them. Like there's yeah. too much sand in moving <sighs> oh, yes, around yeah. and stuff.
2: Yeah, I need to. I need
0: to get on this. Yeah. but no, I agree with you. They're, they're the scenes what they should have had in this yeah. film. Like give Luke a bit more perspective. Like has been this like this, poor
2: Lost boy. Yeah, he, he has no,
3: he has no affiliation at the beginning. He maybe even does he talk about joining the empire?
0: Wait, he talks about joining the academy, which is what everyone like. It's kind of like one of these things like everyone at his age would do would join the academy. But his friend Biggs joined the academy. But then he like this whole scene like shows that like, Biggs joined the academy. This pulls Luke eyes and goes after defected to the re- rebellion, and that's what Luke wants to do. Then he wants to join the academy, build up his skills, and then deflect. Yeah. But you don't get that. Yeah, you that's do. That's
2: cool. That is so much context. Like,
3: just in one scene, there's so much world building there. The idea that, like, the go-to thing to do is to join the Empire and then yeah. defect. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's
2: so weird. But then it just shows you the state of affairs there. Yeah. I'm, I'm sat here, I'm leaning back in my chair like, wow, I'm learning so much stuff here. This is glass. Oh, man. That was cool. Yeah, man, that was brilliant. Um I love the notes, noticeable mentions as well. Uh, Jack, would you like to go? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I'm going to take us um, back towards comic books. Okay. Um, so, just let me know when you want me to start the thing.
3: Um, We have to start whenever. I'm just going gonna gonna to go talk.
2: Just go for it. There
3: you go. So, um, I'm going to... Oh. you want me to hold it up?
0: Sorry. <laughs> I should have Point, been pointing like, that jack, right, the laser yeah, beam is yeah, now pointing yeah. at jack right now. Yeah, I was it's, like, I was, it's looking I was, at me in the eyes. Do
2: I give you like a, a bit of name, but, but there you go, it's all right.
3: So yeah, I'm going to talk about a specific issue of uh, Star Wars, rather than a run or a volume or characters. Um, I'm going to talk about the recently published Star Wars Annual 3 by Jason Latar and Michael Walsh. I mean, I haven't read many Star Wars comics. I mean, I love Star Wars, I've seen the films, and I very much grew up with Star Wars toys. Obviously the VHSs and the later the DVDs, I, like I love it, um, but I haven't read many Star Wars comics at all. Um, I have a limited knowledge of the old extended universe. I remember I used to have some unofficial character books, which like just detailed all the books from like the, all the characters from the books and all the comics which were being published at the time. And one of my favorite characters from that was um, it's one of my favorite toys as well was a Jade character, Luke's original wife. I mean, Luke's original wife, yeah. Um, but yeah but besides that I hadn't actually read much of the extended universe including comics um but I did read a little bit of the star wars comics that Dark Horse put out just before Marvel brought comics in house um, which was by Brian Wood and I was a fan of Brian Wood that's why I read <clears throat> that series of comics and I sort of I enjoyed it but my interest waned and I have a few issues with star wars comics and my main issue is, like, the capturing of the right turn and creating a story which fits in the well we know, but one that doesn't feel too fan-fictiony. Like, the story can't be too big and feature these characters because then you'd be thinking, well, why isn't this one of the films? Like, it can't overshadow the stories of the films. And sometimes I think, or what I've seen of the comics and the books, it sometimes has gone that route. So... I've picked this specific book to talk to you about today because I think what it does do is it creates a story which you feel just slots in between these mainstream adventures you see in the films. Mm. Um, so, Marvel brought Star Wars back in-house and they've got a couple of three, four... Main titles ongoing, don't they? Oh, a they've,
0: they've got f they've got like two main there's series, a but you yeah, load of spin off ones. Yeah. I I tried buying them all, but it was just <laughs> such there's a Vader so, one, yeah.
2: there's a Mace Windu one that's out now. There's been <laughs> Chewbacca, Po Phasma's had her own. There's been so many. Yeah. I, I think, don't I, I don't know what the main book there was is. A, there
0: was a Dalf one that got stopped for Doctor Alpha. Right. Which was like a random character introduced. But yeah, there's I, I tried buying them all but it was just yeah. it, it, too I did, costly. I, I
2: I read The shattered Empire. But I then I I didn't know what else to follow because that kind of stopped. Me. And I don't know what the main book is because it was Star Wars and then it was stuff yeah. that was set between um, so, uh, four, five, six and seven. And then it was just I I just lost it.
0: They did a one shot of C three po of how he got his red arm in the Force Awakens.
2: <laughs> what? How did he get his red arm?
0: Uh, because he was on a he was on a mission with other droids and he got caught and one of the droids got caught up in like a like acid or something like that and needed its arm to survive. <laughs> right. So three P gives up his arm. To oh, kill. brilliant! I mean.
3: All these books are supposed to exist within Star Wars canon now, aren't they? Yeah, me? yeah. That's, that's what part of... This again, is all canon, yeah.
0: Disney-Marvel Disney, canon. Yeah, mm. that's why
3: getting rid of the extended universe and introducing this is like mm. a new thing. Is that right? Um, So alongside the ongoing books, Marvel have been releasing a number of annuals to go, um, to go alongside them. And what they've been doing in these annuals is giving some of the up-and-coming creators a chance to sort of like stretch their muscles and play in the sandbox a little bit. Um, So... Annual 3, which I'm going to talk about today, came out, I think it was back in November. And um, I haven't read any of the stuff Marvel put out, really, besides maybe the first issue of the Star Wars book. But I decided to pick this up because I was initially drawn to it because of the artist. I've been a fan of Michael Walsh for a while, um, ever since reading Zero and Secret Avengers, right. which he did with um, Alice Cop. I think that's how he says his name anyway. Um, and he also worked on the X-Files comics at Ideal W and a comic called Comeback at Image with Ed Brisson, which was really good. I think that's just got option for a movie. But I'd spotted some of uh, Michael Walsh's covers for some of the Star Wars books. He did a really good cover for the Screaming Citadel miniseries, which had Luke on like a platform. Yeah, that was an interesting series.
0: That was the Screaming Citadel one.
3: And I, I love that cover. And he did. he's done a few others. I mean, his Per Dameron's pretty good. It's. I've seen a few of the Per like uh, covers. They, they look really like watercolours, don't yeah. they? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. That really good. Really like good. They look like space Christmas cards. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. yeah, yeah. If he was yeah. going to give a black x-wing going <laughs>
3: yeah. over as, as a christmas card you do one of them i mean i've I've loved his work for a while um and i was really drawn to it because it's very similar to david Haas work um but it's a lot looser um and a bit more wacky that's probably the best way to describe okay, it okay. um i mean i just want to get the book out and show you <laughs> and just, um but yeah it's his it was his covers of star wars i saw and i was like this guy can really cover he can really draw star wars like, that's the sort of star wars stuff i want to Read so when I saw I was doing a full issue I added it to my pull list straight away. Mm. <laughs> um so yeah and I mean they got Jason Latour who is another like up and coming writer he's just getting more and more Marvel stuff and um I think you two are fans of his out here. Yeah. Yeah. stuff Yeah. He's yeah. very good. Yeah. I mean I'm not as familiar with him as you guys probably are then but I did enjoy his um he did a he did the Spider Gwen. It does Spadegun, doesn't yeah. he?
0: Was, for Spider-Gwen was really good to start off with, and he's done a bit of work with Jason Aaron. he's done a lot of work with Aaron, hasn't he? Like and the Southern, Southern Bastards. Bastards. Oh, read Southern Bastards if you're going to read something. Yeah. it's it's horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> but it's, and it's 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 yeah. Sorry, and, here and, go, yeah.
3: and I really enjoyed the the stuff he did on the Miles Spadegun crossover sitting in a tree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, with Bendis going, if there's someone who wants to take over Miles, I think he yeah, had a pretty good grasp on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these two were two up and coming writer and artist and, and they gave him a shot and they, I think they really pulled it out of the bag on this one I think it's really really good um, so that, that's the creative team and I'll talk a bit about the plot itself um, like I say it's a bit of a smaller story than some of the series maybe take on I mean it's a pretty simple plot it's set between the in somewhere in between the original trilogy but it, I'm not quite sure it makes out exactly why mm. or exactly where sorry um, and it's Han and Leia on a mission to find a new rebel base um, Han takes Leia to a planet called O'Donner, which is it's like a harsh planet. It's a stormy planet. Um, but Han knows it because it's favoured by pirates and smugglers because it's got loads of alcoves. Of course curve. he would. Of yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> Scoundrel. Probably where his wife <laughs> yep.
2: is. Oh, no, so that's not canon anymore. So. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, he's got a new <laughs> oh, yeah. wife. He's got a new wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah right. and it's it's, got, great, it's yeah. full
3: of, like, alcoves and tunnels, and the comic starts with them being chased out of the tunnels by, like, this big eyeball with teeth and stuff. Sal- it's, it's Mate, that sounds like such a Star Wars bug. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> brilliant. Um and as a an ice storm approaches, the mission becomes even worse as bounty hunters descend on the planet seeking revenge on Han Solo. Brilliant. Um, what, we, what we get in this issue is we get some flashbacks to Han's life pre a new Herp, which I don't think we've seen a lot of. you no, just led yeah. to believe is this terrible person, terrible it's person, shoot first. This, this shooter, <laughs> shooter first, um, yeah. this great smuggler. Shoot now, ask questions shoot never. never. <laughs> and the the uh, flashback is um, he betrays one of the bounty hunters who looking for him called Frax Classic. Huh? Um, him and Frax team up to sort of steal some ore from this planet I'm not entirely sure what it is but apparently it's heavy and the Millennium Falcon is not getting out of the atmosphere as quick as it can and it's right. been chased by TIE fighters so they've got to dump some at the fight and Solo betrays Frax and makes off with the R himself Oh god! and, then, and I think this is great because, like we've seen, we haven't seen much of Smuggler Han Solo. Right. We've seen Heroic Han Solo, but we haven't seen much of him being a bit of a, like you say, a scoundrel. Yeah. I
0: think using my, my one of my interruptions here, I think Disney have been trying to hold off people doing a backstory for Han Solo because there is a Han Solo film coming out yeah, yeah. next year, which i have not holding my breath about. The stuff that There's, they posted this week yeah. saying that
2: Disney are expecting it to bomb, I was like, cause, was it airing... I can't remember It anything. was Miller and Lloyd who were supposed to direct it. Yeah, it's Chris Miller and it. Lloyd from What's Lego the name, Movie. Lego what, Movie, yeah. But it's Ron Howard finished it. Yeah. What's the name of the guy playing Han Solo? Erwin uh, oh, Glover.
0: Right. Erwin. Yeah. It was in Hell Caesar. That's last... No, I know no, it is. Um, yeah. With Donald Glover, though. I know your a favourite of yours playing Lando Carrizion.
2: Per, is it... Because they, they said... I remember when they were filming it and saying, like, um, he, the guy... Uh, Donald Glover um, was amazing and everyone else has been fantastic at the what do you call it, at the at improv, but um, the guy playing Hansel, yeah, Aldrin, Aldrin, Aldrin Eric, yeah. H- en- he was like struggling to kind of get along with the cast, he was getting frustrated because he couldn't do the improv very well, and Disney say like, this guy can't act. Because
0: so. it's Woody Harrelson as well playing his um, mentor, mentor, which obviously Woody and you kind of know what it's like, kind of fit in that kind of comedy, mm. I can see him and Donald Glover getting quite well in that kind of comedic kind of. And Emmy Glover as well, who is a bit... I don't know, I've never seen her anything good apart from Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, really yeah. 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 Um, I mean,
3: yeah. The, apparently they've reshot more of the film than they intended. Yeah. Um, so. it's, it's, it's properly... We'll see, I mean... Yeah, we'll see. So, I guess. Sorry, man. Sorry, no, man. it's fine, it's
0: fine. Um, no, yeah, I just don't... I've got no high hopes. Hu- unfortunately for Estelle or so, I've got no high hopes about...
3: Yeah. I mean, I love this part of the book, the issue, because um, it really had, like, a Firefly theme to it to me it's very much like right. um, yeah. an episode of Firefly and I mean obviously Star Wars and Firefly share a lot of similar um, visuals and styling mm. and it, this the actual story or the flashback part of the story was a lot a lot like the episode Jamestown in Firefly I don't know that one. Um, it's an episode where um, a job goes wrong and they're trying to steal something and Jane betrays his um, his mates but the story takes a different road and Jane ends up becoming a hero because they are they the prize falls out of the ship and mm. the people in the local town get it okay. so it's a bit of a hero yeah. but it's a bit different in this. but it's a similar sort of theme. Yeah. It's, it's smuggling it's like it's the dirty side of space it's like it's star wars it's yeah, star yeah. Wars. um so yeah frax assembles a group of bounty hunters and sets out to seek his revenge and the bounty hunters are very classical star wars um frax is joined by a droid and a small alien creature mm. and um i think they're both like classic Star Wars tropes aren't they I mean mm. the droid looks like a hybrid of the Iron enjoy and, and K2SO from Rogue One cool and he wears a cape and I mean robots wearing capes That's are cool. pretty cool, That's pretty cool yeah. <laughs> again it's, it's a classic look just a little thing like that like a cape is a trope of Star Wars mm. which you love loving it yeah, um, aye, aye. um and not just about ham we also get to see rebel fighter layer which is again something. I mean I haven't read a lot of the comics but it's not much it's not something you see a lot in the movies you're led to think she's this strong leader, this rebel fighter, is like, but you you don't see it that much. Mm. Um, and in this issue, she sets about rescuing Han and Frax, and she fulfills the strong leader with being led to believe in it. I think it's really refreshing and enjoying to read, so I really enjoyed that. And there's some classic, Leia and Han love banter in it, which is great cool. to see and just makes you have, like, memories of watching, like, the beginning of Empire Strikes Back when they're going through the tunnels on Hoth, and, like, that sort of, like... Angsty love, hate, sort of relationship. I just think it I just think it was great. Um Now the story and plot are great and it really feels like it slots in within the world of that original trilogy. Um the story feels big enough to have real stakes, but not large enough that you feel it would overpower the story of the films. It yeah. just feels like oh and this happened during like it's it <clears throat> like I was saying before, it's not one of them things where you think, well, that is pretty impactful, why I, Why isn't that a film story? It's one of them small but meaningful ones which can mm. just slot in between. Because sometimes the bigger stories just come across as fan fiction or a bit like, this is episode 3.5. Yeah, just, yeah. And I'm not maybe keen on that sort of stuff. Um. And it's always my fear with licensed comics that the girls that sort of route. Um, I mean, the story fits in the Star Wars well, but as you can probably tell, I was attracted to the book because of the art and I think it's the art which really sells it for me. Um... I mean, the artists on the main Star Wars books are proper, like, the superstar artists out there. There's mm. Cassidy, there's Dotter Jr., there's Immerman, Francis Lentil U, mm. uh, Salvador Crocker are all massive superstars in their own right yeah, and yeah. do incredible work. But to me, it's like, the less, super, I don't wanna say less superstar, but the less traditional comic art of Walsh's, which really sell it to me, the story set in the 1970s sci-fi world we've all come to love. Mm. And it's like, it's the right kind of retro and the right kind of classic. And I think one of the standout bits in the book is Walsh's rendition of Leia. She's beautiful and it's, it's like spot on. I mean, I think we can search some pictures when we put this out and you mm. really see what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a part where Leia comes out of the Millennium Falcon and she's wearing Hans Seller's blue snow jacket. Oh, right. And you just have these flashbacks to like, <laughs> cough, and it's just, it's just great. Yeah. And she comes out with her mate holding guns. It's just fantastic. And I mean, Walsh's grasp on technology is great too he draws a fantastic millennium falcon his tie fighters are really great and i just i just think it really stands out um the coloring of the book what walsh did himself and it's a little bit abstract there's lots of blues and purples which are maybe not the sort of star wars color scheme but i don't know i think it really works and really adds to it
2: and what would you say star wars colors are like what is the palette? I don't know. Intergalactic yeah. palette. It's different. It's different for every planet, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, as I say,
0: each planet's got its own. Like if you're going to, go to a desert world, it's always like you know, oranges and yellows. But mm. if you've got like a swampy world, it's like dark it's very greens dark, green, green browns. So. And I mean,
3: it, it does work for this. So maybe maybe it's the right choices. Maybe it's supposed to look dark and moody, mm. but yet vibrant at the same time. And but I think yeah, I really think it works. And. I hope I'm not ramble too much, but that's no, all I've no, got. No, so. no, you no. Got, that's any, cool, that's cool. You got any questions?
0: No, things like I've got the same. I've read the same issue, and I've, I'm going to go back home to. Oh, there you oh go. that was Perfect. bang on. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah.
1: It's all right. I've, I've got that. I've got that issue at home. I'm going yeah. to
0: give it a reread. I think tonight when I'm going to get home because it was like uh, sometimes the annuals, or sometimes you just read them once and just file them away. With the rest of them sort of thing. And I think I'm going to, have to give that another. another Cause right, I do yeah. remember it being pretty good. The Star annuals have been pretty good. For, yeah, like, a I mean, story. Um
3: who did the? Too, was it um it was the writer off hawkeye did the second one um, no, the, um thompson um
0: oh, to set like layer fighting like that's another, it's a layer it's another layer yeah. heavily one is that one
3: and yeah i just think what they're doing is giving the, I think they're testing the waters and seeing who could handle a Star Wars book and mm. it's a great way to do it.
0: I think with the Star Wars Marvel run it's it's gone longer than I thought it would do because there's only so many stories you could tell between Star Wars and Empire without having to like, go into other realms. Yeah. I was I, I was quite surprised they made it a massive ongoing series really.
3: Yeah. That's sort of my issue with that sort of stuff. Like, If there's so much happens then I don't know. It just...
0: I know they've kind of got the, the kind of bridge gaps. I mean like... So especially between Empire and Jedi, you had the Shadow of the Empire sort of thing, which was like a huge, massive like for Dark Horse that was a massive storyline where you had like a video game, a card series, and a graphic novel and a book all come into Yeah. All come into one.
3: Mm. I think the route to go is maybe smaller stories and maybe like more character specific stories like they are doing like Mace Windu, fire shoes, yeah. do fire shoes on this character, fire shoes yeah, on yeah. this Because if you start trying to incorporate all of the original trilogy characters, it's just gonna to be too big, and it's. Yeah.
0: it's There's a series called Vader Down, which is like Vader's in his TIE fighter when he crash lands on a planet and has the entire Rebel Alliance at, at, attacking him, and just like managed to wipe them all yeah, off. It's yeah. brilliant.
2: It's so good.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's that one scene which is like on the planet which is a lightsaber like, with like thousands of like, no, not thousands, but like you know, just tens it's of
1: like
2: so rebels like just there good. like that. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll kill you all it's like so that. Good. Fucking hell. Yeah, that's definitely one to read. No, I need but to. Yeah, so, I'm looking it, at that comment there. I'm like,
1: I'll uh,
3: slide it across. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I think
2: over to you then, Kurfe, yeah. so. Um I'm doing a. So I'll tell you what I'm doing now. I'll get straight into it. I'm doing basically Darth Vader um, as an iconic villain, um, as a redeemable hero, and a new theory that I kind of came up with based on what I know of, um, based on what I know from the, watching the Last Jedi. What I think might be coming in Episode Nine. And from when I was just kind of putting some bits together about Vader, so... Yeah, okay, I can go. Um, So even if you don't watch Star Wars, or oh, uh, if you don't like it, you know who Darth Vader is. You know, you see the helmet, you see the mask, and you're like, fucking hell, I know who this motherfucker is. Like, it's Vader. He's a bad guy from Star Wars. And when people think of Darth Vader, they think of, like, the black suit. You've also got, like, his... The iconic, like, his breathing system, the... Like, which itself... That definitely needs to be entered in, like pre-pre production. <sighs> breathing. Yeah, I'll I'll lay that in. Um It was it was people associate so much that they remember when they used it for like uh, tunes adverts for having a bad cold. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they took him from being this absolute like intergalactic badass, and they've taken him to advertise throat lozenges. <laughs> <Don't know what laughs> I mean? I was just like, I, I That's amazing. So you know, then that's him. You know, being exposed to you know. Not but people who aren't really into kind of sci fi and stuff like this, like I said before, um, to people obviously seeing the tunes out of it, which is an everyday item a lot of people would buy and associated with Darth Vader. So they must have most, the company must have known that the majority yeah. of the public would know who he is, um. And I think his, his, his I'm going to talk a little bit about his story Who he is and how he features in Like Tom just mentioned Vader Down And also in another amazing comic uh, The current Darth Vader run that's happening now And like I said I'm going to talk about his theory That I think about him being the The one to bring balance to the fore So in the original, let's talk about his original story In the original trilogy um, He was a villain um, He was seen as a villain Obviously mainly we see him in Episode 4, 5 and 6 He was like the Emperor's Enforcer essentially, um, and, you know, people knew of the Vader as him, kind of coming down, hunting down the Rebellion, wanting to destroy him, having a bit of a short temper, and then, you know, he... Episode 4 happens, finds out he, his son survived, um, and he tries to kind of hunt, look down, turn him to the dark side, and then he eventually destroys the Emperor, which leads to his own death. Um, but before all this happened, he was introduced as Anakin Skywalker, and... He was, like, a tragic hero. And, like, he's, he made a lot of mistakes. And I think the way that he was written and put together is a very Shakespearean sort of story. Do you know what I mean? You see this person who is told about... He's got so much potential, so much greatness, so much to live up to that he kind of... It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. He is he, arrogant, he's brash, and it kind of essentially leads to his... It leads to his sort of downfall. So, like, obviously, he grew up as... He grew up as a slave And like it would, but it Even during, during those times He was generally Like a very nice boy kind boy He thought a lot about his friends And you know He did what What he thought was best And it was the Essentially It was the death of his mother And his wife That left him feeling Like a failure Isolated And then he found out a part About The real cause Of his wife's death That led to a huge betrayal Which was obviously From the emperor Which I'm going to talk about A bit uh, I'm going to talk about More later um, He's the only one char- Well I say he's the only one He's one of three characters that appear pretty much up until the original up until um Force Awakens that appeared in every one. So you know C3PO and R2D Two. They featured in every Star Wars film. Well Anakin Skywalker Slash Darth Vader has as well. And hold on. I think where I'm going, uh, But um Yeah, so I've just got to Yeah and uh, so that's what he's like in for the Phantom Menace. Uh, you see him as pretty much just like a little kid um and he's taken on by, so I'm going to go back. Yeah, so, I oh know, I've lost myself. Um, yeah, he's the only one who's playing every Star Wars film. So then, he, I was going to say, okay, in of Menace, he's a little slave boy, as I mentioned before. But then he's taken on by Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Attack the clones, he's 10 years older. And he, this is where things start to get a bit shitty for him because he becomes good friends with, like, um, Palpatine, who obviously we know is the Emperor and that's when his resentment towards Obi-Wan and the Jedi Council starts to begin, and we start seeing these the seeds that are planted that are going to lead him into being Darth Vader. Um... In the third movie, Revenge and Sis, is where we really kind of see his transformation, where he finds out his wife Padme is pregnant, um, and he begins to have dreams of her dying in childbirth. Now, this is the clinch. This is the ultimate thing that turns, that starts turning him into Darth Vader, because he he wants to seek some sort of power, some sort of ability to stop that. And obviously, as you know, Jedi's aren't supposed to marry. Um, this, and he goes, he goes into that anyway. This, obviously, this relationship he has with Padme and him having the visions he needs to try and find a way to stop it. And Palpatine offers him a way of kind of learning how to fix this by, you know, turning to the dark side. There's things in the dark side of the Force which can help him stop this. So he sides with him and, well, you know the story. He, you know, turns into Darth Vader. So one of the things about being a tragic hero is that you always have to redeem yourself before your death, which I think is, which actually happens with Vader. And that is, that's another thing that... not that allows him to, well that ties him being a tragic hero. So um, one of the things that I want to talk about is how his the betrayal with the Emperor. So when he fights Obi Wan Kenobi and he gets his legs cut off and he's burning to death. Well, he's burning to death, but the Force keep him alive. When he's actually rescued by the Emperor, the medical droid. He the Emperor tells the medical droid to keep him alive um, and keep sorry keep him awake during his surgery. So Darth uh, Sith Lords use rage to fuel the Force. Um, he wants. He hopes that Vader will use this moment to kind of make him a bit stronger because by losing the majority of his, like, well, his limbs and you know a lot of his organic tissue, he's losing a lot of his future potential of what he could be as a Jedi. So, I never thought of it that way.
0: That the Emperor deliberately kept him awake to put the mechanical hmm. aspects to him to induce more pain. That's yeah, funny. I never thought of it like that. Just to, to make
2: good. him a lot more. To make him yeah, a lot angrier. Yeah. And also on top of that, um, <laughs> he. He, um, he also, uh, the, the Emperor actually told the droids to not do as good of a job on rebuilding him back together, making him a bit clunkier so he could be frustrated saying, I was so agile, I was so nimble, you know, I was perfect before, but now I've got this heavy equipment, these cybernetics are painful, they're irritating to keep him in, in a perpetual state of, ang- uncom- of uncomfort, anger, so he can constantly be having that pain all the time. To fuel, Emperor um, sounds like a nice guy, does not he? I'm I'm thinking of checking in at Emperor's Hotel. Anything to help a guy out, right? Just to get a bit of a kind of like a a social cosmic um, boost in. So, ever since then, um, Vader did know about this. He found out about this. And um, he vowed then to kind of get his revenge on the Emperor. So, throughout his whole doings and working for the Emperor, being his enforcer, Vader was constantly um, amassing secret. Um, bits of power like making sure he had full control over platoons here or areas of the galaxy which would answer to him alone and also a series of secret apprentices that he would have that could help him overthrow the overthrow the overthrow the emperor but I don't know you guys are aware of the rule of two yeah, yeah. yeah. so like by doing that himself he actually broke the rule of two because by him being an apprentice or working for an emperor and having an apprentice himself that's essentially creating three Sith Lords. So then Eakin, who is already sort of an unbalanced to what the Sith rules were, um, which I thought was quite interesting because I never really thought of it like that. And it depends on how much you see what, it. Did you ever play the Force Awakens game? Yeah, the yeah. Star, the star kill oh, actually, that's no
0: longer now. Of, yeah, but it's not of, Kind of go for now. that kind of apprentice, apprentice kind of thing, isn't
3: mm. it? Knights of the Republic did as well.
2: I never played, that's one thing I never that's really kind really of got into. The best I first was. I have nice of playing yeah. like it was brilliant for, mm. for the Xbox. Yeah, I feel like game. I missed out on that because yeah. everyone like it was. Everyone it's, it's talks about it. It's now got backwards
0: it. compatibility on Xbox One if, you, if you've got an, if you can get hold of that. PlayStation Four, uh, man, my yeah. friend. No,
2: no. Bit, bit, Tom's looking disappointed. I've got both because I'm that yeah. sad. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking I get rid of my Xbox so uh, and Playsta- right. PlayStation. PlayStation better anyway. I need to get your gamer tag after this. Yeah, yeah. So. I thought it was great. I, like Learning all about This stuff about Vader And What the Emperor was doing With him Putting to, putting him together As a cyborg Because in a lot of bits That I was, re- I was reading About Vader Was that a lot of people Still refer to him As a cyborg When you see You usually look at Vader And you think A man in a costume Don't you But you forget that He's actually More man than machine And obviously Obi-Wan says that uh, talk, Says that to Luke And you hope When they're talking about it Um yeah, okay, so... Yeah, so Vader's rage is fueled even more by the way he's put back together, the way that he f- he finds out that the Emperor lied to him about um, killing his wife, um, but which is the thing, when he finds out the Emperor lied to him about killing his wife, some people say that it's the first chance that Vader and uh, the whole Vader-Anakin thing was kind of... Dis- that was the first sign of the Vader-Anakin kind of duality was disrupted because by the Emperor actually killing Padme, it removed that element from Vader slash Anakin that, oh, I didn't actually kill the woman I love. Maybe I'm not all bad. So that constant conflict that was in him was something that stopped Vader from being able to kind of live up to his true potential as the, the ideal, the perfect apprentice that um, Palpatine thought he was... that Alperton thought he was what he was going to be. Um, yeah, um, so... It, yeah, so I believe that. This, so what, what I, put, I believe that it's not just because of betrayal, but the good inside of it must have been reassuring to Anakin that he wouldn't, couldn't kill the woman he loved, and there was still goodness in him. But that's I. But I, I, that's just me, though. I've got a massive Woody for fucking <laughs> for, for Darth Vader, and yeah, like I said, um, if, if, if yeah, I, the power team was saying if Vader was able to confront his choices because he was constantly conflicting in himself that like, I did the wrong thing by trusting this guy, I did the wrong thing by loving this woman that that took up a lot of his kind of psychological well being and that's one thing that held him back as Jedi. it wasn't physical because as he Vader got used to his um got used to his kind of new physic new body, new cyber body he body he actually became amazing, he used the force in a very creative way. It's that it was there's lots of comments that Vader's issues were all psychological rather than physical. And you always and which I thought was quite interesting. Um he would he if he was able to get over that he could have awakened the incredible power of the chosen one within himself. Um but Palpatine was, that's why he sent him away on a lot of missions that would involve him just kind of hacking, slashing away. That took him away from meditation and having to kind of be contemplated. Um But yeah, so once Vader got uh, used to his armour, he retooled his fighting style and regained some of his confidence and became uh, one of the most powerful Sith Lords in, Gal- in the Galactic history, which shows you how powerful he would have been if he wasn't in that sort of, in the Institute of Armour. But like I said before, he's always going to be haunted by varying degrees of the choices that he made. Um, so the Chosen One storyline, I think it's 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 a bit of a it was a bit of a downer for Anakin Skywalker because this high this higher calling of him to bring balance to the Force and restore peace to the galaxy, um, to the from between the two warring like Jedi religions, the light and the dark, was um the power like people saying that Anakin was doing from the start because having this power of this promise to be able to kind of fulfill a destiny far beyond his abilities, um either choice either choice that he would have made would have been the wrong one does that make sense mm. um so some people think that he kind of knew that and that he was doing from the start and that it kind of that began that that allowed him to kind of make a decision to marry Padme and make a decision to kind of contemplate dabbling with with the dark side so no matter what decision Anakin would have chosen it would have ended up tragically anyway which i think is if you're a young boy and you you're weighing this on your shoulders it's terrible i'm like some people and i kind of see how people compare him to jesus because obviously he was he wasn't con- um, conceived by childbirth was it midichlorians the Nicol- Nicol- oh, yeah, that's yeah a... he was conceived by midichlorians and like he's this messiah child and like there's <laughs> elements of the bible that say when jesus was a young boy he was approached by god mm. and god said you've got this responsibility on your shoulders and you know you're meant to bring peace and balance and i like how there's quite a lot of kind of religious imagery in there um and obviously we don't know what what, hap- what happens to Jesus in the Bible and it's, you know, this doom figure from the start and you kind of empathise him because it's almost like it's it fits in very well with that Star Wars universe where everything is predestined and you have no choice, where you've got someone who's making choices in a reality where he has no choice. It's, you know, someone who's so powerful cannot uh, break free from this constraint, which I think is quite in- interesting. But as we know, he was like originally, he was eventually painted as a hero, uh, was a tragic hero. And this was he got around this because obviously we know about his master manipulating testing his loyalties um, but he's uh, overall his actions over time kind of proved that he was going to be in you know, you know he was a he was a good guy um, Vader's redemption in the end it wasn't really kind of an issue of light and dark but he was always a hero but he was caught like I said in the tragedy of you know being of noble cause corruption and a confusing sort of kind of moral paradox where he tried to find meaning in who he was and who, pe- and who he was and I've got all these unique gifts, what do I need to do with it? Um, and I feel like we've sort of got this in our own kind of cultural belief systems and we see it now in religion and government. Like, it's we're constantly tested and we're faced with like choices and behaviours which we kind of have to justify on and clarify and they all have to have some sort of means to an end. Um, and I think... The character of Darth Vader, um, he cast a bit of a shadow today on, you know, across the... Oh, fuck! Oh. No! Oh. I've got so much to say. <laughs> oh, no, I actually have one more page though. Oh, shit.
3: I've got a question for you. Um, Do you think, looking at Vader's story, once you've seen The Last Jedi and mm. seen how ge- the general consensus is that the-, the Jedi as an order have maybe not the right way to go and the order has failed in a way do you think that do you think that i was i was gonna like can i talk on that really Do you think anakin's issues with the jedi um when he was anakin do you think i don't know do you think do you look at vader early on with a bit more sympathy
2: yeah and i feel like i feel like by what has happened in by what's happened in the force in the last jedi and what is going to happen in. In fact, I'm just going to read it because it, it, this is got. Not, this cannot contribute to my thing at all. The base of um Balance is restored on my assumptions because Kylo Ren, uh, Kylo Ren is conflicted. His Knights of Ren, you know, they consensus and they, they become the big bad in the next film. Then he's going to have to fight them with Ray. Now, both. Now, we, we see in the last Jedi that Kylo Ren, Kylo, Kylo Ren and Ray uh, are both, you know. They split down the middle. Ray's not all good. Kylo Ren's not all bad. And he says to he, Kylo Ren says to Ray that, you know, join him. There'll be no Jedi. There'll be no Sith Lords. You know, they'll start fresh. And Yoda kind of starts fucking, you know, doing his trolling thing out of Luke and <laughs> says pretty much the same thing. And I reckon that these two are going to create a new force of Jedi, which kind of harness the good and the bad. Now, Ben Solo, it seems like he's driven by obviously. His grandfather's legacy and and you know his grandfather's um history. If Anakin didn't become Vader and do what he did, would that might have not have kind of driven Ben to want to be tempted by the dark side? And like, which is very, I know it's very loose, but Kylo Ren could help bring a balanced version of the Force, destroying the New Empire. This Vader's prophecy is fulfilled because by him doing what he did, his grandson's gonna do has done is doing what he's doing, but then he's gonna have a complete turnaround does that make sense I, I, yeah
0: but i don't know if like all of ben solos is down to darth Vader because they say he was corrupted by snook and we don't we'd still do, we don't know what snook is about mm. something sort of obviously he's not a sith lord but he's obviously someone who's who's aware of the dark side of the force so i think obviously they say like they say that like snook had an effect so snook got to kylo rett or ben mm. solo before luke did i mean you can kind of look at it one way of like anakin, with um, anakin skywalker was was it because Obi-Wan wasn't a good enough teacher, which is why Palpatine or Darth Sidious was able to turn him sort of thing cause down to training because he started training too old or something like that? Cause that's the whole point is to kind of put him Phantom Menace into it. It's like, he's told to yeah. start it. Even Obi-Wan isn't a fully fresh Jedi Master then. He's still an apprentice mm-hmm. himself and he becomes a Master just on the basis that he took on Darth Maul and survived, really. And because Qui-Gon Jinn got killed mm. then. So it's kind of like, I mean, even Luke kind of touched on it, like saying like down to Darth Vader's, it was a Jedi master who failed Darth Vader. Really. Mm. Something like, that's yeah. what kind of Luke kind of says. So he kind of says, Obi-Wan wasn't a good enough teacher for it. Mm. So you kind of look at it at that kind of point. of like, was the Dark, was the Dark side too strong or was just the Jedi come that point not strong? Would they just become like a, buratic, a bureaucratic, like, you know, entity sort of thing?
2: Yeah. I think so. I think they got to a point where they were just like, they were politicians, with, yeah. you know, they were space cops. There, everything's sort of all
0: right, day to day living. I mean, that's the thing I never liked about the prequels, so I never done the Jedi like that, but that's mm. a different discussion sort of thing. But they were kind of like just a day to day, oh, there's no dark side anymore, what shall we do? Let's go, let's go police the galaxy.
1: Mm.
0: Not knowing the dark side were like gradually Secret. still arrived.
2: And I, like in this, I started finding up stuff out about Darth Bane and how he set all sorts of rules and how there were like Sith Academies and what they were all up to and it was just like it was just it's so interesting. Yeah. Literally, do you know when you just go down like a, a research wormhole where you're clicking on links mm. and you think, how did I get here And, like five hours have gone by? But mate, I can't believe how fast the time went. I was like, I'm on the... page four. <laughs> I was where did I get to? I am on page four, I've got time to go, but yeah, it's cool. So Vader... Well,
3: so in terms of where you learn a lot of that, was that in the uh the films
2: and then a couple of his Couple of
3: comic books, do you say so?
2: From the films, and then just reading on, I read some stuff on Reddit, and just basically, and mainly, I was going to try and get to what I kind of gathered from the Vader series, and then from, um, for which was, um, Vader Down, and the most recent one from when he, it literally picks up from the no, that really bad no moment is the first panel in these. I've not
0: read the new Vader series, I've read the first Vader series, but I know there's another one after, I've not read the new one, so I think. Mm. Which I know that was a lot of people said about like Vader like leaving the, when he goes no sign, so leaving the whole thing. He's very thing like, Well, yeah, because he's kind of, he's got new limbs. you yeah. not going to be able to walk properly. It's it, heavy.
2: Because like, you never think of how heavy it's actually. He, he uses a lot of the force to kind of walk about. And in his first journeys, when he's fighting with other Jedis, he, you know, all these like respirators have got on and off switches. So he has to, he has to focus on using the force to keep those switches on. So then he's like having to do all these extra stuff he hasn't considered before. And he's got limited visibility. And it's just like, you get all that in some of these books where it's just how uncomfortable he is. <laughs> and the uncomfort factor just is driving his power. So he's, in a way, he's weaker, but he's also finding ways to be stronger. And it, you just That's find cool. how smart he is as a Jedi. So That's cool. I thought it was cool. Uh,
3: one last question. How? What do you think he could have achieved if he didn't turn to the dark side?
2: Well, if he didn't turn to the dark side and didn't have his child, or did, and he still has Padme, or is it if he just stayed as a Jedi? If he just stayed as a Jedi. I think it would have been something quite similar, is in the sense of he would have been running the Jedi Council, but he would have been a very sort of totalitarian sort of... So some of
3: the traits were
2: already there. Some of the, yeah, definitely, because he had all these things about, like, I'm this, I'm good at this, I've done this, I've taken this guy down. There was a lot of arrogance there, and I think that would have spilled over into his... But would he not have been expelled, though, for having a child, or having, well, twins in this case, I think so I th- going against it? Would he have set his own, like, renegade Jedi? I think he would I think he would have been too valuable to, to the Jedi cause to kind of kick out. I think the council would have been like, right, we're better off to keep him close and to try and mm-hmm. keep him under some sort of guidance and some sort of watch. But I generally think he would have been top dog, but it would have been a very, like people might have not necessarily feared the Jedi, but, like, would have been a bit more... Instead of awe and praising them, would have been a bit like, shit, you know what I mean? They actually do mean business. Cool. Mm-hmm. It would have brought it back round to them rather than being just, like, a peacekeeping thing to being more of a, like, a, a bit more militant, okay. a bit more cock-heavy. Yeah, cool. But, yeah, shit. I like not seeing the clock as well. Yeah,
0: I not- <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah, kind of like you force your leisure or a false sense of security, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, that's it. Wow. Um, oh shit let me get the so we... quick we... summaries yeah summary yeah. of the subject <laughs> Or oh, what of it as a whole The Star Wars as a whole or
3: I think um, if we just go through more, just quickly um... is it what we spoke yeah, about yeah quickly What's just like a, a sentence or two or what we yeah. spoke about yeah Tom, number
0: one. so mine was just about the special edition of the Star Wars films and how they may have had a more negative impact than positive because mm. obviously Star Wars was just by, even by 97 was always a, an already established phenomenon. Yeah. And it was just a way of, was it just a way of generating more incitement for the prequels coming out and just a way of giving people just a sneak tease, sort of thing of what there was, what there was come to come to offer really, coming cool. in the future.
3: Man, was um, a quick discussion on Star Wars Annual 3 by Jason and Michael Walsh, and how I feel that truly captures what I
2: want from a Star Wars comic. Cool. Now I was talking about Vader as a, um, well, as an iconic villain and as a uh, redeeming hero, and a new theory as to him bringing balance to the Force.
3: Cool. Mm-hmm. Shall we? Yeah. Shall do we first? Yes.
2: Uh, how? What we do? What we are? We gonna do the same thing as last time? So what? You're so one, you're one because you went first. Okay, I'm one. one yeah. Right. Um, so what is it? One, two, and three. One, two, three, yeah. On the, uh, three. Yeah. On three. Go. Up. Okay. Okay. Uh, should we do it then? Okay. Yeah. okay. So one, two, three.
3: Hey, it's Tom. Tom, yeah, congratulations, yeah, yeah. oh,
2: mate. Thank fucking you. Brilliant. Thanks. Fucking loved well it. <laughs> Just because it was so. What was your second one? Was uh, uh, what was it?
0: Oh, second one. Uh, I can't remember that one. It was uh, no, uh, hand shot first. Was it no? Was it no, like no. no that, that was like three. that was that, was, that was like three. three that was was like, yeah, uh, handshot first. no, no, was, no dice. I and mean, yeah, the, um, my number two was uh, Moss Iceland, New Hope. My number two in the list was uh, the Explode. The, I don't know why. It's, even uh, nothing, just exploding rings, but anyway. But yeah, number one was that Jedi Rock. So, still here.
3: The important thing. What is going What's in the going box? box?
0: Right. I always go box. I'm going to have to burn a couple of copies um, of these because down to my. Um, down to my good friend at Paul at Amazing Fantasy. If you're going to go through all your comic book needs in Hull, you want to go there. Um, Although, you know, I'm giving this plug out. I've not been in for a couple of months, so I need to kind of go back (laughs) there. He gave me a Blu-ray copy, or a Blu-ray quality copy of the original trilogy, non-special edition. So you've got the quality, the sound quality, the pitch quality of a Blu-ray copy of the original trilogy without the added special edition feature, without the extra scenes and things like that. So you've got... You so you've got the like the goodness of a nice, digitally remastered, but it's the original, original trilogy, right? Um, with someone, he was telling me the story about it, someone had actually gone through and had the original copies on VHS and themselves took it took it upon themselves to go through frame by frame to clean it all up and create a blue, and wow. go through a blu-ray copy or a blu-ray edition of it and it's given me the and I've got a copy of the original trilogy so so that's what's going to be going in the box so you can so for someone like me who loves watching a blu-ray copy but you're going to have the original the originals going down towards it. it. So, well, if, anyone, three, if, if it. anyone of these are millenniums millennium, or whatever you call them, sort of thing, millennials. Millennials, sort of thing. I don't we're know. We're
2: millennials, aren't what... we? are millennials are we we are born in the 80s. I, is that what it is, Cassidy,
0: yeah, yeah, right? I thought it was someone born like past I thought it was someone. No, no, but I I've,
2: I think the cutoff is 83 because I was oh, told do Damn it, All right. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So, anyone
0: who's 10 years younger than me, then probably okay. hasn't seen like this, or 15 years younger than me, who's never seen. Special edition. I think they did do a DVD version like a few years ago, but I think it didn't last very long. But anyway, you know, that's what's going in the box wow, anyway for fantastic. me. That's
3: sick. That's great. That's sick. And I mean, should we just have a quick conversation where we think Star Wars is going to go? Um what? Disney
0: Disney's going to milk it for as much as they can.
2: Didn't they say there's going to be a new Star Wars film coming out every year for the next ten years or something? Wow, the next fifteen years. That's what was, I heard. Well, so, next... but, and that was well, that was starting with. Force Awakens,
0: so we are what, third year in? We've got Force Awakens, Rogue One, um, Last, Last Jedi, Jedi, Solo, Episode 9.
2: Ben Kenobi uh, film. Uh, is, is it definitely Ben Kenobi? Is, 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 is that, is that an official? I thought comic. it was. I don't think
0: it was official. I mean, I it makes sense. But. It makes sense, but would they get Ewan McGregor down for it? I don't know. Yeah, they it can, is. They can't set it between like Episode 3 and Episode 4, because he just sat in a hermit doing nothing in a... I think it's going to be... People keep saying Boba Fett, don't they? Like.
2: Boba one, yes. Obi Wan Kenobi film starts uh, starts shooting in two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. And so
0: then you got Rian, be... Rian Johnson's trilogy of like expanded universe films as well. So that probably won every one every two years, wasn't it? I would thought. that
3: come after this current? That'll be after, trilogy. after the yeah. current
0: trilogy. I would have thought. Yeah.
2: So that's not got anything to do with this trilogy, or the it's set it's
0: a... set in the same universe. Well, set in the same Star Wars universe, but nothing to do with Skywalker. So I don't even know what that's time cool. it might even be set. Like you know, a thousand years in the past or some mm. or a thousand years in the future. You don't know what's going to be where it's going to be when it's going to be set. Sorry.
2: Okay, that's cool. So that, stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting.
0: So obviously Disney got high
2: hopes after the Last Jedi, even before it came out, they announced that. So they're not going to let they're not going to put this to bed soon, especially when they've got their own streaming service and stuff coming out. Well, yeah. they did
3: announce a live action Star Wars TV, TV show, show. Yeah, for yeah cause Rebels
2: service. is finishing after this season, so
0: they're going to have to find someone to replace replace that, aren't they? As I well. mean,
3: Lucas has been working. Oh, before he sold um, Star Wars to Disney, he'd been working on a live action show for quite a while, and I think right. he. I think he had like 20-odd scripts Yeah, he had, had, like had a full first season
0: like, um, it penned, it penned out for it. So
3: I'm not sure if it's going to be similar to that or if it'll be more like um, Agents of Shield's relation to the MCU, yeah. whether it's a, a smaller, more TV drama-friendly hmm. version of Star Wars. But yeah, there is a live-action TV show yeah. coming. Which
0: is... Sorry? was the games as well. I don't know if anyone had that did a game called... I can't remember, it was like something like 1313 or something. That was supposed to be like a Bounty Hunter game, which like, was supposed to be like a AAA release. And then just as soon as... Disney took over
2: Lucasfilm. They shut
0: down yeah, the whole Lucas. Yeah, wasn't this meant art. to
2: be an amazing one coming out as well? That, yeah. That, yeah, I think that might be. I the think one. I was it
0: like a bounty? Like you are a bounty hunter setting course. Mm. They never said if it's going to be Boba Fett or not, but it was just a bounty hunter. Mm. But it's going to be a proper grade A release and just. It just got shelved as soon as Luke. They just kind of shut down, gave it all to EA, you know they've also done a massive yeah, that is cluster fuck of a, a job with Battlef- what'd, Battlefield.
2: What do you think? Have you played it?
0: Okay. I've not played two because I've just had two. I've, I played the first one, didn't like it, and the second one. I was quite excited about having like a proper solo story mission. It's good, but then they've just said like the entire everything else is just like it's obviously gambling and loot, but obviously crates and stuff.
2: In the, uh, yeah, I the change of crate system, but I think some of the this. The digital online, the multiplayer stuff is quite cool. Like, um, you can do heroes versus villains, which is co- close quarters. Yeah. But if you have got a gun, like I was, um, who was that? I was Boba Fett, and then I was Captain Phasma. When you're in playing, clo- when you're playing heroes versus villains, you're going up against people with lightsabers, But you- they just maul you down. Yeah. It's just like it's important, but it's good. I, I'm not, bi- I wasn't a big fan of the first one, but it's, it's alright. I wonder, my, I'll,
0: I'll buy it, but probably when it comes out like twenty quid, or something. Like yeah. when it comes down like halfway through the year, it'll be reduced in price. <laughs> I know.
2: got it. One of my friends got it for me for my birthday slash Christmas. I was like, all right, okay, thank you. Because I was going to fire But it's not bad. Um, I don't know. I, I'm excited. i excited. That's all I can say. I, I've, In fact, when we was driving in today and I was thinking about uh, um, thinking about doing the podcast, I was like, I I'm, I'm tempted to text the guys and so say I can't do the podcast because I want to go and see Star Wars. <laughs> I just want to see it again because the more I listen to it, the more podcasts I listen to, I'm like, fuck, this was brilliant. I loved it. You know, The Last Jedi, I just thought it was it's opened up to a whole new world and now you said Ryan Johnson's doing another trilogy whether it's going to be set on from after, the, where it's going to be after uh, this trilogy that we see here whatever the consequences of the final film will obviously have repercussions in the next trilogy just, I, and I just want to see what more things you can do I feel bad about all the hate he's been one getting one thing this film did was move Star Wars forward mm. whether oh you, definitely
3: whether you like it or not they've moved Star Wars in a forward um, trajectory now and let's wait and see I mean yeah
0: I mean, one thing Disney has done is if you follow, see what they're doing at Disney World, they've created Star Wars Land yeah. at Disney World with a complete with Star Wars hotel, which apparently, oh, I was going to say, yeah, you, you, and go. they like you go there and they give you like a character and say, right, okay, this is you, you're this family from this planet, this mm. is your list of traits, so you you're in a proper submersive like Star Wars Experience. environment in a hotel. So you're like, yeah, that's awesome, and like, even yeah. you don't have windows, you have like you know. A skyline, or you have space, or something. That's so Disney are probably like, granted, this hotel is probably going to cost like three hundred quid a night to stop in per person, or something ridiculous mm-hmm. like that. But obviously, people will pay. people will go, people will pay that.
2: And that's going to be meant. There's um, yeah, you. McG- I was just going to say you McGregor down for the other one. Is he is
0: it. he lined up for it?
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Interesting. I wonder Top if Liam will, will appear as a force ghost at some point I've then.
2: <laughs>
3: Maybe <laughs> I did see something about um. There was talk about putting either an Anakin or a Vader force ghost in Force Awakens. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, so I had that, all.
2: yeah.
0: I, a conflicted force ghost.
3: I, th- I think, yeah, there was a
2: flicky... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It goes from backwards and forwards, hmm. so, which would have been... Oh,
2: that I, mean, like, sweet, I,
3: really. I think that in the third film would really bring maybe a conclusion to Vader's story if he somehow imparts something in this sort of, like, flicky yeah. between... Because, you know, he can come back as a
0: ghost because, obviously, he's in the end of Jedi, yeah. sort of thing. I loved Yoda though. I loved Force Ghost Yoda. <laughs> I Yoda. Love Yoda just, just def- trolls like Luke
2: so biggest much. biggest Troll of 2017.
0: But then the books went, but then she took the books though, if you remember at the, at the mm. end.
2: I think he knew. Yeah. yeah but, he could have told Luke, but he was just like, nah, I'm letting nah. fuck with him a little because bit. He, more. <laughs> yeah. Read them, have you? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> They're <Turner>, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he was uh, And I know a lot of people weren't happy with the. I thought it was a good puppet. I thought the puppet. It had
0: to be the same style puppet as it was in Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't go full on CGI like they did in the prequels. No, like no, it had to be a proper puppet. It wouldn't work. And it had Frank Oz as the voice as well, sir. So. Is that yeah. the original? That was the original. He's Kermit as well, isn't
2: he? It was Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy, that's it. Yeah.
0: But the fact that you just see like pointy ears, like on this, like you got this big screen. You see like mm. two little
2: pointy ears like, well, there, like. Yeah, and um someone mentioned. Uh, I remember listening and hearing that apparently it was the original woman who drew his eyes on the puppet. It's the original mold. Um, it's the original kind of um, I don't know. To, let's call it a colorist. Yeah, who did it? That's why his eyes, his eyes look, you know, really kind of bugged out. Big bit, that yeah. And stuff, so, mm-hmm. no, it's good. It's good. But yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement that optimistic for definitely. Star Wars. I, can, I
0: can't wait. I'm more excited about this one now. I think than yeah. I am for any other. It it's a two year wait now to see the conclusion of this. But will they do another trilogy? Will they do another Skywalker trilogy
2: after this? I one think or? it's done. I I'd, I would like to say this is the they'll just expand on the universe instead after that expand this. on the universe or they'll just look at the jedi yeah. and that, that i think because what they've done now is they've made it that any anyone can be force sensitive or anyone can matter so like raise parents Let's hope they stick with it that they were drunks, junkies, yeah, uh, junkets the, the, so junkies yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, that they were, uh, uh drunks and junkets, and um you know when her shadow uh, you know when she had that bit with the mirror, the fact that two people came one that like, she's all alone, and yeah that little kid with the false broom mm. by the way there's a there's an account on twitter where um there's a there's an account on Twitter called um false broom or something at at, at, at at false false room I, I follow
0: grumpy and lonely mm. Luke which is always good it's just him like talking about his best friend rocks and things like that
2: um, but yeah it's now that I think it can be anyone now anyone in I, th- I think it has to be like t- run, 10, 10,
0: 15 it has to be 10, 15 years in the future they can't like set it like you know, another two years down the line because mm. there's nearly no, no room for development for the, especially for Kylo Ren and, and Ray there's no no development space then they have to like show him as being like the totarium leader of the first mm. order with his sniveling General hook sort of thing. who just keeps getting beaten up left, right, and left, right, and center sort of thing. Unless, it's, unless he might turn in the next
2: film, or that might be like a surprise twist that he turns and becomes like yeah. it. It's Star Wars broom. That's what it's Star Wars broom at Star Wars broom. Um, but yeah, that's it's yeah Star Wars. It's going to be there's options now. There's options that it doesn't have to be the Skywalkers, which no. I think is I'm pleased about. Yeah. we did not bad mouthing them, but or saying anything negative. But that's all it's been. And we are looking at a whole new world, a whole new universe. And fun fact, someone was like, it'll be cool if um," Finn becomes like Finn's arc. He becomes like a pessimist, a pacifist. So like he's gone from being stormtrooper, hero, and now he's like, oh you know I don't want anything to do with war because of all the stuff that he, he you know, endured and saw during his arc in Last Jedi I thought so that would be quite interesting What do you think him and Rosa
0: will get to go there would there be an established couple do you reckon though, for the next
2: I don't know I don't, I don't know I'd like to see him and Daisy Ridley because I thought that relationship. Was I thought cool. I but, thought they were going to go down the
0: gay route and have him with him and M. Poe. Po. I thought him. And, I thought that might have gone. Do you for think them? that
2: would have been fan service? Because that was I. I saw I lot of that. That, that would caused a lot more
0: complaints because of what people not complaints but you know no, a lot more it like would been, it would have been complaints. Yeah. People would have been like, Nah. But I could have seen I could have seen that happening because obviously they have like a bit of a bromance going on in the mm. whole thing, and I I can't really see why that couldn't have happened. But I, I I don't know. How
3: often does a guy keep his mate's coat? Yeah. Like, make
0: insane. it his own. It <laughs> yeah, and, and he finds it. And, per, and then again, Pearl has got a bit of a too much of a love affection for BB eight, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, a lot man, more than I, what Luke had for R2. I he, love he,
2: that relationship
0: though. Like, he's like, Where's my droid? Like yeah, that's <laughs> the
2: thing, like two people have just survived that situation. It's like I don't care I don't care about uh, Finn and Rose. Where's my droid? There you are He rubs his belly like that. Like, but oh. I I love that that was one of the few that was one of the first shots that really put like BB eight Size into perspective, yeah. It's bigger than you think, isn't it? Like, um, which I thought was quite cool, yeah.
0: But the wasn't much development for BB, yeah. I don't think this film, especially compared to, I don't know, unless they made like him was like the focus point like, to sell the toys in the first film, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, obviously, it was good though, it was good. And obviously, had the evil BB, oh, BB yeah, 9, 7 BB,
2: or whatever yeah, yeah. it is, yeah. <laughs> He's gonna sell some toys, um, okay, cool. Uh, I think that'll do it. Um, we've shared like 30 minutes off last time, yeah. Like, I think that's good. I think we're getting better, um the timer helps the uh, the timer definitely helps um, we need the buzzer we said about having buzzers though didn't we we can me? have buzzers do you want to show our buzzers because we I think we did quite a bit of talking during each other's reports but like we can't you guys we... still managed I think we talked more in your reports and you guys finished on time yeah which yeah. is like interesting but uh which is good but yeah I think um, do you want buzzers yeah buzzers maybe. buzzers okay, well, we'll do just buzzers. download app for the phone yeah yeah, yeah, buzzers um, I don't right okay so um yeah. Uh so if you want to follow us on Twitter at Comic Box Rumble, uh send us an email uh at Comic Box Rumble at Gmail at dot com. Um let us know your thoughts. If you've got any suggestions or any topics you want us to talk about, please we're we all is we are open to it we are open to listening and discussions and contributions from you guys plus so the more you get involved the more you might be able to kind of win some of the lovely prizes you might be able to win this blue ray very very ultimate rare edition of it, the original Wars. it has
0: like got sw like RJ written on that, like, you know, in a Sharpie marker on it. Right. I might, I might like re recopy them over and put like a yeah. nice, fancy You should package it Pretty good. Like. Do you know? I, I keep still getting back in the days because like record like a DV, like you know, CD, ROM kind of yeah, cover. Yeah. used to be able to, like, you know, buy like, you know, the covers for that sort of thing. Find that and print them off. <laughs> this is such Picture a, a jar jar's face this on every single such one. This is a
2: rogue entry into the chest, actually. I think this is fantastic. But um, yeah, we're going to be back next time. Keep an eye on out. Keep an eye out for our Twitter, and possibly we'll have to talk about setting up a Facebook page. But, like, steps, baby steps first, you know what I mean? Baby steps. But uh, thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Thank you. We'll be back soon. Cheers, bye. 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 Now.